Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Take your time, sister. Close the door, get your cord. Bring it over, put it in the socket on the wall. Bend over in front of the camera because you look so good when you do it. Pop your headphones in. Oh, and she's back. Ready. I sang that. I sang that entire song for you. You go. No, you go. You say. No, you hang up first. No, you hang up first. Come on. All right. Uh, welcome to Chick Street. No, do it again podcast. with feeling, please. Oh, okay. Welcome to Chick No, that's just with a really deep voice. Yeah. Welcome to Chick Street, the, chick, the, the podcast with the chicks in it. Welcome to tell the stories Chick Street, the chicks. or the podcast with the chicks in the histories. And the history of the chicks in the other things and there's podcasts and there's chicks and there's stories and there's history oh my god there's so much what will we do well we'll listen to it that's what we'll do well that's what you're doing okay not you annie you listen. i'm listening as well i love you listener i love you oh that's nice i didn't say that to you oh, i said that to, to listener. listener to listen hello listener hello listener welcome to oh. another episode of the best in- podcast in the world According to one. Look, up, five star. Five star rating from 8,000 people. It's not bad. That's pretty good. It's not bad at it's all. It's not bad. Nothing to bloody. Well, someone got that, not us, but. Yeah. God, not bad. Oh, sorry, knocked my microphone. Um, What's going on? Do you know the worst thing? When I was doing a radio training, mm. um, we were told never to call the listener listeners and we never like to refer to them as a collective right. or out there in listenerville because that's radio 101 babow mm. so i love referring to our listeners as listener because they did say when you talk to someone when you talk through the radio to the listeners you have to talk to them as if there's just one person you're talking to okay yeah, so and you I just do. say, hi, listener. Hello, listener. Hello, listener. We can hear that you're listening. Yeah, we can hear you listening. What we are you doing? Right. I bet, uh, let me guess. I bet you, you are taking your dog for a walk or you're <gasps> doing the washing up or yep. you've gone out for your afternoon walk or you're doing your morning walk. Whatever you're doing. Dropping the kids off at the pool. Good on you. <laughs> oh. Nice. That's okay. You can do that while you're listening to us. We don't mind. Can I tell you about my Seren? I've got a couple of things to talk about today for you. Go. Um, first of all, my serendipity moments, which are just, oh, there's just been some weird shit happening lately. And oh, I feel like, you know, when that happens, it's like the universe is telling you you're on the right path and yeah, yada, yada. But um. Well, one you know of when um, we went out the other night and met some friends and then we ended up going back to a house party and the person mm. at the at the house we were at was like, well, let's just go back to my house then because we had to move venues. 
And that person ended up being my neighbour. And I just Mm. think of all the people in the Melbourne and then for that person to live like right next door, directly next door to me is is bizarre. So that's number one. Number two, um, I went yesterday, I did a, Matt and I, our our friend, did a road trip down to Mount Martha. How was it? It was beautiful. Um, And we stopped off at Mordialic first for lunch because it's very Laguna Beach. It's a what? It's very Laguna Beach. We went to the Doyles there at um, on the oh. on the deck, and it was very it was so nice. But we went to um, we went to go. We went to check in, and I went to scan the QR code. And Matt, as a joke, goes, "Oh, can you just check in for me?" And as I scanned the scanner, his information came up, his name, and his mobile number pre-populated. Yep, on your phone. On my phone. So you've scanned him before. You've added him before and that was the last person you've added on that particular QR phone. But isn't that weird that at the same time he said, can you just scan in for me? And I was like, I can because. Yeah, got all your info. Had to put in your own info. I had to put in my own info. So that's number two. Number three went to the cafe this morning and I went to go inside and, you know, Pete normally just sits outside while I go in and um, he was being very naughty this morning, another thing I'll tell you, about a woman who was standing there goes, I'll hold him for you while you go in and order. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then I came out and we had a bit of a chat and she's like, um, she goes, oh, yeah. I said, oh, it's nice and warm today again. And I said, yeah, I went down to the beach yesterday. And she goes, oh, well, I actually live in Mount Martha. And... um, and I said, oh, I was just there yesterday. And she said, oh, yeah, were you? And I said, yeah. I said, do you know the um, – she goes, don't say it, don't say it. She said, did you, go, did you go to the pillars? And I said, yeah, I did. And she said, oh. Everyone's going to the pillars. She said, on days like it was yesterday, she said, it's just crazy. And I said, well, I said, I hate to say this, but someone put it on TikTok and she said, yeah, my daughter said, my daughter told me that it's trending, to, this place. Yes, how to get there. And how to get there and the directions. And I felt so bad. I did a little white lie and said, oh, no, we didn't go down. No, oh, no, no, looked way too dangerous. No, we just, oh, you're right. What was that? Something fell down. Okay. Keep going. I said, no, no, we just stopped and um, we just stopped and took photos. So if you're listening, listener, I'm sorry I lied to you. I just felt really bad. Did because she, why did you say you didn't go down though? What does she not want people to go on the rocks? No, she said it's a real shame because everyone, it, the, the erosion there is really bad now. Oh, shit. The people, yes. she said there's so many people that go. They'd be rubbish She behind. said they go to the toilet down there. Yeah. She said it just, she said it's a real shame because it used to be beautiful. Um, yeah. Until TikTok came along. Until TikTok came along. And she said, yeah, I just live in Margarita Avenue, which is the road that we ro- drove up parked and parked it. near there. And and it was hideous. Like mm. up that road on either mm. side, it's tiny little mm. road and there's all just little houses, you know, kind of mm. big, big windy hilly road and there's cars parked in every part of free side of the road mm. you could find. Mm. So many cars, so many people. Um, 
anyway, I felt a bit, I felt a bit bad. But how weird is that? That she, yeah. the road we drew, drove up on, she lived yeah, on that it's road. Her street. And it's her probably s- parked in front of her house. Probably did. So Probs did. Sis, it's okay. She's still looking for the thing that filled out. Oh. Yeah, you know, I saw How that weird. TikTok. Mm. It's such a beautiful TikTok. It's a um, someone's done a video. One of those um, influencers who do quite good, well edited videos of things through Melbourne and you know what to eat, where to eat, that kind of thing. They've done the video. I've watched it actually months ago, and I was going to send it to you, but I watched it like probably three times. Just watch it on repeat, and I was like. Number one, I don't want to walk that close to a road to get onto a yeah. <laughs> pathway that looked really dodgy and I'm the type of person who would slip. And then when I saw all the people, mm. I was like, oh, this would be shit house. Like there'd be no serenity. Yeah. Well, and I'd probably get rock burn scratch because I'd fall and try to get up off the rocks and oh, it, yeah. it's not me and nature yeah well we so actually found it. a really nice spot away from everybody which was by fluke we just were like well let's just go up here a bit further and see and we did find a spot that we had all to ourselves and it was stunning it was beautiful where we were but we could kind of look back onto the rocks where everyone was and yeah. it was just, you know, people doing bombs off the fucking, yeah, yeah. bomb yeah. it, and yeah. then jet skis like yeah. banging yeah. and meh. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. The um, only thing I liked about it was how it looked from above. Yeah. I was like, if I'm down with all of those, what do you call them, the rabble? <laughs> the rubble. The rabble. Oh, the rabble. That's what they called, you know, like in the, riff the Bible. Raff. Oh. The riffraff, yeah. yeah. The rabble were the. The ones who used to get around and yeah. cause cause the mayhem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the rabble. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks beautiful though. I mean, there's just so many beautiful parts of Australia that um, and there's some of that are still so deserted and isolated and I do feel really sorry for locals of yeah. those kind of places. Yeah, yeah. I because know. there's just not enough tiktoks out there to show you all the different mm. you know to to have enough people going to different places yeah yeah it's like that one tiktok's gone crazy and everyone's like well that's where i'm going on easter saturday yeah. where because i've got nothing else to do sports called off <laughs> <laughs> that's what we did but then we had we're a not really going nice- away anymore yeah that's right and we had a really nice lunch we did feel like we were in like the south of france at one point because it was just yeah, us and it was beautiful it was like a, yeah it was beautiful but um i'm not going to tell you where we the spot we found because it's our secret oh, spot so yeah. um yeah. yeah mornington's really pretty like that with with pubs and oh, it's beautiful a dog beach yeah and there's a lovely. lot of be- mount martha i just love the name mount martha yeah it's beautiful it was really you nice it was just, so it's martha's vineyard so there's my three there's my i mean it just Ooh. weird shit's happening and then um and then this week also i've been hacked <gasps> by who well well if you knew who i knew if oh, i knew do who? you know who no no i don't know who what'd you get hacked i got my paypal got hacked and PayPal? Yeah. And, and That's this supposed is supposed to be so secure. Well, it's not. So listen to this also. This is another serendipitous moment. Is that the right word, serendipitous? Like weird yeah, it stuff. Is, but it's serendipitous is more um, romantically involved. Yeah. Like it's not romantic, but it's just stuff that's freaking me out that I'm like, God, that's so weird. So the other day I was in the office and I could he- overhear someone saying that they had their pa- PayPal hacked and I was going, I was thinking, oh, God, like uh, same as you. I was like, I thought PayPal was like, 
really, really secure, secure and it's, you know, and um, this girl was talking. She's like, yeah, I have my PayPal hacked and, you know, I've just, I'm try- they took $600, um, you know, they spent six, you know, they've gone and spent, you know, all this money paid paid it through PayPal and the you know PayPal's obviously connected to your bank account so it just pays yeah. it just well you know yeah they can go shopping basically shopping bonanza yeah. and yeah, bonanza and I and I was listening going oh god imagine that like fuck it's like PayPal's you know really safe whatever next day I'm gonna check my PayPal next day I get an e no the next day I go to buy something oh, did you something. get an, an alert no 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 oh no right, the next okay. day I went to buy something and I went to log in and I couldn't log in I was like oh maybe do I change my password you know you just so many passwords for things and yada yada yeah it wouldn't let me log in so I paid another way and then I got an email saying this is to uh notify confirm your email up um address update oh. Oh. With a new email, right? Oh, yeah. So then I um, went to, and it says, if this, if if you didn't do this, let us know right away. Yeah. So and I tried you did. to. Well, no, get get this. No, I tried you didn't. To let, did you? Well, stop trying oh. to ant- guess the rest oh, of the story. You tried and you couldn't get it through. <laughs> I couldn't bloody log in because the email had bloody changed. And so then even if I'd logged in with the new email, I couldn't have gotten the password because then it would go to that email and they'd – so do you think I could find a way to talk to someone at PayPal? Yeah, I'm going to guess no. talk to someone. Yeah. Oh, look. Contact us. Look. Couldn't contact anyone because before you contact anyone, you've got to log in. Couldn't log in (laughs) because my email's changed. Oh my god! Oh, do you it was have just a, um, a round of roundies? Now, do you have on your phone um, when they offered the two authentication check authentication things plus using your face? Yes. Yeah. So how they must be so clever to hack that because I mean I've just checked mine and it's fine, but um, mm. and, and I constantly get asked by the app now, do you want? Do you – is this a safe phone? And I say, yeah, yes, it is. It's, it's a safe. But they ask me every time mm. and I'm getting sick of being asked every time. But now I'm not. Yeah. It's, now I'm fine with it. got to be careful with that shit. And then um, – Yeah. And then so, yeah, so I, anyway I, – How much did they take? They, oh, well, I, I don't know. I well, that, well, no, oh, so you know what I did? On your bank account. Yeah, what? I, I moved all the money out of that bank account because I've got one bank account connected. She's not just a pretty face listener. So I transferred all the money that was in there to my other account. Yeah, so <laughs> cut them off at the bloody past, didn't I? And you still and you got in touch with kind of PayPal with a generic thing and let them know to you know get I, in touch with you. Do you know how I got in touch with them? Tell me. Fucking Twitter. Fucking Twitter. I love Twitter. Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time. I these sent days. them a very nasty DM and said, "This is ridiculous. My account has been compromised, and I cannot get in touch with you. None of the phone numbers worked. If you went to message them, you had to log in. Couldn't log in. It was like, no. Why don't you ask our community first what your problem is, and then the community can help you. It's like I don't want the community. I need someone to tell me what's Who knows going what they're on doing. with my account." Oh, God, I hope you signed off unsatisfied of St Kilda East. <laughs> and then about two hours later I get another email from Instagram saying, 
hi, sorry to hear you having problems logging, trying to log into your Instagram account. So I had oh, you've been acting. I had to go in and I had to go in and Did you take all your money out of Instagram? Took all my money out of Instagram. Popped it into your account. Had to go and your monopoly money out. Change my login details for Instagram. Am I ever going to remember them again? No. There's got to be a better way, people. Well, I think there's something in that for all of us, <laughs> listener. How's your week um, been? <laughs> well, I haven't been hacked yet. Yet. But um, that's but isn't really that bad. weird that I heard yeah. her talking about it as well and then next day. Yes. Well, now because maybe there's I've a heard thing you going about around. it to my face. Yeah, yeah. And I feel. Well, now that all the I'm, listeners have heard, check your paper. I might go and. I'm going to go and change my email. Yeah. I mean, my um, password. change my password. Do you know? Once you know, have you seen that meme that it said, "You need to change your password. Password's incorrect. Password's incorrect. Enters password twenty two times. Yeah. Computer, you can't use an old password." <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's just it's like a f- I years ago when um I used to come home really drunk and clearly try to get on my email space. someone or yeah get on myspace or something and they would say you have to get a new email i mean a new password my password for a, a little while was for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest problem i had with it was do, is it two s's or one <laughs> is it for fuck's sake or for fuck's sake I saw a meme about this the other day. It is, well, it is the, fucks. There's your serendipity. It is fucks. That's yeah, right. It is fucks because it's for the sake of the fuck. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes. And it does have a comma in it, it as well, which you can't have. It does. Or can you have that in a password? You could. It's a character. I don't know. Did I? Maybe I did. I'm not telling anyone. <laughs> you just told everyone your password. <laughs> Imagine that. That's still my password. Oh, oh shit. shit. Oops. Oops. <laughs> oh, but God, I was proud of myself and then I couldn't remember how I spelt it. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, well, this is a decision she'll regret for the rest, the rest of her life. Sissy, leave it. I've had a friend that I want to break up with. Yep. And I feel like I have. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Final. Not, no, no, no. I take that back. It's really come to the forefront of my mind ghosting and how mean it is. And I've been a ghoster in the past and that's why it really hit hard for me when I see someone be ghosted that I care about because I'm like, oh, I've done that. Mm. Like That's my, in the past, my go-to. So I've had a few conversations with um, friends about this particular person who I want to not be friends with anymore. Unfriend. And in real life. Unfriend. Mm. Yeah. And I don't want to have a huge conversation about it. And that's the reason I ever I ever do ghost people because I'm so uncomfortable with conversations in conflict mm. that I just would rather them hate me <laughs> and not know why than me tell them what's wrong with them. I, I just I have this huge problem yeah, yeah. with Telling someone why I don't like them mm-hmm. because I don't believe in trying to change people. I think, you know, there is someone for everyone and there is someone who, not someone, there are people who com- will completely accept you exactly how you are. Mm. Find those people mm-hmm. and hang out with them. Mm. Mm. I I can't stand being told what's wrong with me and then being expected to change that behaviour. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, just ghost me. I'd rather be ghosted, mm. <laughs> to be honest. I'll get the. I'll get it in my head. I'm like, okay, they don't want to be friends anymore. Yeah, I don't want to know why. But but they don't want to tell me. That's fine. But if you're if you're just going to interrupt you here, yeah. If you're you'd be an evolved enough person to go. Well, I'm just not your cup of tea, and I'm not going to change. So bye. Yes, 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 yes. And I do. Mm. I absolutely do. Mm. Um, but now I'm on the other end, mm. the other side of it, mm. Mm. where I'm being having conversations with other friends who are like, just talk to them mm-hmm. and tell them. And I'm like, it's. I know how the conversation's going to go yeah. because this particular friend has a very aggressive temper. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to place myself in that position. Where there's going to be a lot of vitriol coming out of their mouth, mm. um, and a lot of stuff that they will then apologise for later. Mm. Mm. I'd ra- I'd rather just avoid that completely because mm-hmm. it's like I- I've read the script. Yeah. <laughs> I know how the script goes. I've seen it. Could you do it in an email? What- I don't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to do it. Okay, I don't want to. So what I've done is a text. And just said, I'm just going through a lot of stuff at the moment and I don't feel like talking. Um, And they accepted that and said, you know, I'm sorry you're going through a lot. I hope you're okay. And that was really lovely. And I said, thank you. Yeah. And that was really lovely. And I thought, I'll leave it at that. Yes. And hopefully they will leave it at that. They haven't left it at that. What they've done is they've badgered me Uh, now, but they've badgered me with compliments and to try to make you feel better. Yeah. And a lot of, I just want to be there for you. Mm. Why are you ignoring me? So I'm in a really precarious situation of a little bit frightened, Mm. a little bit, um, I feel poked. Yeah. Like they're not getting their way. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, they're doing the whole, you need to answer me. I've asked you a question. And it really annoys me because there's a lot of women get in these positions with um, partners where they've tried to break up with them mm. and they can get very aggressive they with them and entitled. Answer. There's an entitlement to mm. certain people that I think they've never had their parents say no to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think you just have to be strong and say, I don't need to do anything. I've told you what mm. I need and you need to respect that. The end. But what I've done is I've ignored ignored it. Yeah. Because I think if I give an inch, mm. they will take a mile. Yeah. And it, nothing nothing will work and we'll end up getting to this point where I'll have to ignore them. Yeah. So I'm just starting there. I'm like, this will eventually die down because the, the, ta- the tantrums happen. Yeah. I've seen the tantrums firsthand and the tantrums eventually just die out when someone else is in the vision of that person. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'll just wait. They'll just move on probably to someone else that they can start badgering and yeah it just it just it I do I do struggle you know mm. I have this push pull feeling about it mm, mm, mm. but at the end this is my, in my gut yeah I'm not there to teach them this lesson no I'm not the teacher for this person no. I feel like you know what you have kind of give, put yourself in this position <laughs> I should never have become friends with this person and I knew it. I knew it right from the very beginning and I gave them the benefit of the doubt while others were like, oh, I wouldn't, get, no, I wouldn't become friends with that person. 
And my mm-hmm. guy even went, oh, wouldn't become friends with this person. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so a little bit of karma for me. You yeah. should trust your gut yeah. more often. Yeah. And when the red flags are there immediately, yes. like smacking you in the face. I'm talking a high wind on a red flag. <laughs> you're it's talking flapping. a banner. I'm to- you're talking a red <laughs> fucking banner. It's a yeah. banner with a neon sign You're behind talking, it with electricity attached. You know those men, those floppy men, a big red <laughs> floppy man in front of you just going, just, oh, God, you can't see are what you, we're doing. But we are doing a shame it. you're not recording this or, this video of us we're because doing. we're doing said floppy man and he flops down he and then he flops back up. And he's red. You, I mean, yeah. even one of those are in your face. I walked past oh. him and it ended up picking me up and flapping me around <laughs> in his big flappy arms and I still decided to become friends with them. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all Yeah, we have. Been we there have. And- so it's just it's lessons for all of us. You've got to take what you need from it. Yeah. Yeah. Discard what you don't need yeah. and just remember everything. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and move on and move on and hopefully they will move on as well. But isn't it funny how some people are so into conflict? They are just so into it. Yeah, they, yeah. yes, yes. They're like they want to go there and they don't care what the outcome is. They just want to go there. And and there's some people who don't. Yeah, I'm the same. Like for a lot, Yeah, you are the same. I, I think that's like something it. that you and I have always had in common. Mm. We are not confronters, um, be the person that you want someone else to be by being that person yourself. Mm. And it's funny because you're in mm. New York. I've got New York behind me. I've got New York Downtown. outside. New York. Um, that there's um, – that works for us. Yeah, yeah, it does. Sometimes I – And for me at the end of it, like I said to you, right at the end, at the bottom of it for me is I do not like telling people yeah. what is wrong with them. Yeah. What? Because what, what, who? To who says that? Whose opinion? It's just mine. I don't. It doesn't think, matter. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's telling them what's wrong with them. I think it's telling them what is is a, is outside of your realm of of what boundaries boundaries and what you yeah. you know what's important to you. And if someone's behaving in a way that you don't like, it's not really about them. And I think also you have to make give them the benefit of the doubt that they might take that information and do what you might do, which is, well, fuck you. This is who I am and I'm not going to change for anyone and thanks yeah. for pointing that out, but yeah. this is who I am. Um, I just fi- I'm fine with telling people my boundaries Yeah, and I often do them in parables rather than, okay, you did this and this is how it made me feel, mm. um, therefore I won't put it like, you know, because that just what I also find with with all of that is just how defensive people become. Yeah. They double down. They do. And they say at the end of the day, well, that's me and I'm not changing. And it's like, well, this hasn't worked. This has become actual another, a piece of conflict that I was trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah. So I do get and I, I am fine with showing my boundaries. I show them and I live my boundaries. So, you know, if you don't, it's, it's hard. Show it? them and live them with this person. Yes, and, and I have. Yeah. I have. 
I have. I don't engage in petty back and forth texting. Yeah, blah, 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 that's blah. so Can't crap. Stand a bit of that. That's shit that yeah. you're going through that because it's all. Well, it's I'm an a bit awful little, to be honest. In your yeah, yeah. Are you? more than anything, they're not going to yeah, do There's anything. a real fear there of them turning up in person. You think because they have such a, an aggressive. Well, if they do, mate, well, give me a freaking call. I may be I five will. foot three, but Jesus, <laughs> I am. I am. When you once I get going, let me tell you. Yeah, I know. She's a rabid little puppy. <laughs> She's like a little chihuahua. Not my chihuahua. Wouldn't bite. Yeah. Bite a bad man if she had the, the, the right in front of him. At any rate. At any rate, shall we move on to um, a chick in um, the now? Absolutely. I hope you're going to use do the chick in the now that I think should be today's chick in the now. Oh. Who are you doing? Not who you think. Who do you think I was going to do? I thought you might do Carla Zampatti. Yeah, I thought about we it. We could probably do her as a chickstry chick, yeah. actually, at another time, yeah. maybe after her funeral. Yeah, I thought I actually thought about it. And then um, uh, there was one, there's a girl that I've been wanting to talk about for a little while. So I thought, oh, okay. I'm going to talk about her because her. I, uh, okay, so just a little bit of background. I work for an education company and we offer a lot of courses in technology and coding and stuff. And the one thing I've always noticed since working at said company is the lack of women in the tech space. So the lack of coders, gamers, uh, web developers, programmers, um, and it's really quite, it's really bad. And mm. men have basically built the internet and continue to build the internet and tech, mm. the tech industry. And, you know, we do a lot of stuff around why girls don't feel like they can get into this space. And, mm. Mm, um, good. yeah, and there's one girl, one woman, I should say, her name's mm. Lissy Kane. She's from Melbourne, Australia. She works at a company called League of Geeks and she's the she's a producer there. She's a games producer. And uh, she's also the co-founder of Girl Geek Academy. And oh. Girl Geek Academy, their mission is to get a million girls uh, coding by 20, yes. 2025. Oh, great. So she, I like that. Yeah, so her academy, um, they run workshops and they encourage girls to get involved in coding and mm -hmm. to basically help create the internet. Stop sitting back, women, and start getting into it. So they want to teach uh, a million women to get into tech and launch their own startups by 20. Where is she? 25. She's in Melbourne. Oh, wow. Is she? Yep. She's, and she's so cool. She's like 28 or something, right? Oh, wow. So in 2017, Get this. In 2017, she was recognised by Forbes in its prestigious, um, you know, 30 under 30 um, in the games division. She was ranked alongside the world's best game makers. She was the only Australian to make the global list. So not not even wow. the only Australian female. She was the only Australian to make huh. the global list. So, so and what's the uh, an entrepreneurial? You know the Forbes thirty under thirty. 
You know, they're like yeah, 30 best yeah. so they're people under the age of Inventors or innovators or just business people. Well, there's all different categories, which I did, wasn't yeah. aware of. I've always th- I've always known there's the um, 30 under 30, you know, most rich or successful or whatever, but there's a, yeah. there's, there's a list just for gaming, so just for people who produce oh. games. So she, um, yeah, she made that list, the only Australian. Only Australian. Yes. So there isn't any, any blokes on there yes. from Australia. no. And the and the industry's full of blokes. Yes. Wow. So it's incredible. So she's she does public speaking. She goes around to um, you know different schools talking about STEM, how important that is for for women. And I'll just give you a few stats. Only twelve percent of tech engineers are women. Nineteen only nineteen percent are game developers, um, and a tiny three percent of the world's venture capital goes to women led companies. Three percent. Wow, three percent. Yeah, yeah. So let's she, change that, ladies, so lady listeners. Yeah. So she's incredible. She does. She comes up with all different types of events and um, you know hackathons for girls and um, you know things for for young girls. And what's her name? Girl Geek her, on Instagram. So her name is Lissy Kane, L I S Y Kane, and it's Girl Geek Academy is the her startup that she founded, and she is. You know, she's changing the, the, the face of women in tech, uh, young young oh, women in tech. Like so, oh, that. Um, she's very cool. Yeah, like her. So good on you, Lissy. We salute you, yeah, Lissy. And You're awesome. If you are listening and you have young girls, you know who are, find you know who who start showing the slightest bit of, of mm-hmm. the interest in tech, in coding, in web development, it's where the future is going. I read yep. these reports all the time that you know the the. The, the jobs of the future are going to be in tech, so in yes, coding, programming, do. web development. So if you have young girls, encourage them to get into coding um, yeah. and to, to things like this because, uh, you know, you can be creative, you can be a problem solver, you can, can be, be into, you know, get into maths, you can build apps, you can build websites, you can, you know, look at data and l- know how data is going to shape the world, you know, all of there's so many mm-hmm. opportunities. So, um, yeah, big advocate yeah. for that. And we, I wish I'd learned how to code. Same. A hundred percent. Maybe we still could. We, we absolutely still could. We ab- still could. Yeah, we still could. But why not? So Lissy Kane, no. rock. Lissy Kane, clap, salute clap, clap. you. Sammy, pop the claps in there, doll. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, which we know you probably are, let's face it, um, can you do us a favour and subscribe? Mm. Review us. Mm. What else, Evie? Give us five stars. Oh, five stars, please. Thank you. Follow us on the Instagrams as well because um, when we remember, we do put updates there. We do. Chickstreet underscore well. podcast. That's it. And um, if you want to email us, you can. Mychickstreet at gmail.com. The end. So who have you got this week? It's just us this week. We're going old school. It's just us. No special guests. Mm. Um, I actually have two women. I'm not doing two. Don't worry. I know what you like with two. Jesus. <laughs> Freaks are out. Freaks are out. Freaks are out. Don't worry. Going off brand. Just I, um, off brand. I started with one uh-huh. and I was all ready to go until this morning. Oh, you changed it. So I have changed it. Okay. 
Um, you're going to have to bear with me because I haven't done the in-depth, <laughs> the in-depth, Jesus, like she does ever, um, research that I right. normally do. Um, I just really want to let you know about this woman because kind of, of what, what, what's going on in the world at the moment yeah. with um, COVID. Oh, yep. Yeah. So, you know, last week we were, you know, we've talked all about what's going on with women at the moment in this country and there's a lot of shit going on. Um, but one of the other things that we haven't spoken about in a while is COVID. Yes. And the vaccine has come out. Yes. Finally. And yes. it's a shit show. It's, and yes. a guy d- died the other day in Melbourne from a clot, a blood clot, and the health organisation have come out and said, look, look, it's really rare, it's really rare. And you know what? I am pro-vaccines uh, because I'm pro-inoculation mm-hmm. um, and I'm pro-science. As far as the COVID vaccine goes I'm really I, I'm not pro or anti anything I'm really confused about the whole thing so, am I. so we're not even going to go there yes I know that's a whole <laughs> other conversation it, it really is yeah I'm it confused really, really so I don't know what to believe and they they make it it's come out and they've really you know made mistakes with things and they've you know and there's not enough the frontline workers haven't been vaccinated yet and oh anyway don't even get me started I don't even know what I'm talking about when it comes to that so I was reading an article this morning. Now I have looked up more since the article, so there is extra information that I will tell you all about. But the article pretty much says what um, most of. Oh shit! Sorry. Not some thinking music. Okay, I found it. And we're back. Today I'm talking about a woman named Lady Mary Wortley Montague. What a Claps, name. Claps. What a name. Lady Mary Mont Lady Mary Wortley. Wortley. Wart as in Oh no, Warts is with an A, isn't it? Yeah. Warts, yeah, no, this is with an O. Wortley. Wortley. Montague. It's Montague. No E on the end. Just a U. Oh. Darling. Okay. Wow. What do you think about oh, that? It's rather lovely. Not bad, not bad at all. Now I'm going to just go into a little bit about her beginnings. Please do. Let's let's um, let's go back to early life. Yes. Okay, so she was actually born Lady Mary Pierpont, and you know how I do love oh. to do a pronunciation in French. Oh. Pierpont. Pierpont. Uh, she was born on the 15th of May in 1689. Okay, we are going back. I'm trying to okay. work out how this is going to bring us up to COVID. Ooh, very interesting. Yeah. She was born in Nottinghamshire. She was the eldest child of Evelyn and the Earl of Denby. 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 Oh, they just make things up, don't they? <laughs> they just who, who are you the Earl of? Um, Crotchwood. Yes. The Earl of yes. Crotchwood. Crawl down. Crawl down. The old the old box high. I'm Lord Cup. I'm yellow. Lordess Lounge Face. <laughs> she was a bright, free-spirited child who dreamed of greatness. 
She wrote in her diary, I'm going to write a history so uncommon. Well, she actually did. Wow. Isn't that funny? She actually, um, there was some really creepy stuff. At the age of seven, Mm. members of the newly formed Kit Kat Club, a group of fashionable men, nominated her as the subject of their toast to the beauty of the season. And they had her name engraved on the glass goblet for the used for this purpose. Oh. The Kit, hang on. Rose. The Kit Kat Club. The Kit Kat Club. And they would cheers to a woman. Yeah, and she was seven (laughs) when they cheers to her. Oh, I forgot that she was seven. (laughs) She was nominated as the subject of their toast for that particular get together. Oh, that's gross. She, um, her mother, who she thought would have supported her aspirations, died quite early. When she was eight, so that was you know it's we a lot of the stories we tell the mums die, don't they? Or a, a lot of them, a lot, yeah, you know, they die and they go young on to, or in to greatness. Or, yes, yeah, 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 it's incredible how many of them. Um, I reckon have gone on to greatness because of the deaths of their mothers. There must be some kind of spurring on from over the grave. Okay, so it was. A daring and dangerous experiment that paved the way for the development of the first safe vaccine and saved countless lives. Yet, when Mary Law Lady, Lady Mary Wortley Montague, deliberately infected her own daughter with a tiny dose of smallpox, successfully inoculating the three-year-old child in 1721, Holy her ideas were dismissed shit. and she was denounced by the 18th century society as an ignorant woman. Oh. Quote marks there. Oh, my God. 300 years ago. Holy shit. 300 years ago she did that. That's incredible. Yep. So 300 years later. What an ignorant woman. (laughs) I'm going to put that on our tombstone. An ignorant woman. Belligerent, ignorant woman. Woman. So 300 years later on the anniversary of that first groundbreaking inoculation on English soil, a new biography will aim to raise the profile of Wortley Montague and reassert her rightful place in history as a trailblazing 18th century scientist and early feminist. If she had not inoculated her daughter, we would not have then gone on to ultimately find a cure for smallpox. So there is an author, her name's Jo Willett, Mm -hmm. and that's the article that I was reading about this morning. She's written a book which comes out on Tuesday. Oh, wow. It is called The Pioneering Life of Mary Wortley Montague. So when this episode comes out, the book will have been released on Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Go and get it. So she should be heralded for that, yet she's not really well known. This is from Jo Mm. Willett, Mm. and I think that's partly because she was a woman. Okay, so let's go into it, why she she did what she did. Wortley Montague, a smallpox survivor herself Mm. with a disfigured face, Mm. took the risky decision to inoculate her daughter by making tiny cuts on her daughter's skin and rubbing in a small amount of pus from a live smallpox sore. 
If Wortley Montague hadn't inoculated her daughter, we may never have gone on to find a cure. This gave the child known as Young Mary a very mild dose of the disease. Normally with smallpox, you might have several thousand spots on your body. (laughs) Imagine, Mm -hmm. my God. An inoculated child would probably have about 30 spots and then a few days later they'd be absolutely fine again, running around and having fun. Wortley Montague had learned about the practice of inoculation in Turkey Mm -hmm. where her husband had worked as the great, the British ambassador. When she got there, she went to Turkish baths and saw women without any smallpox marks on their skin. Yeah. And that was a wake-up call for her. She was like, what? What's going on, girl? (laughs) You got nice skin. I don't understand why, she says to them, she says. She says in her best Texan accent. (laughs) In 18th century Turkey, Inoculation was a common folk practice, typically carried out by illiterate old Greek and Armenian women. She asked them about it and analysed it and decided it was worth the risk. Can I just ask, what's the difference between inoculation and vaccination? Not much, but um, variolation is what it it comes to be known as, which I... I will tell you at the end. Okay. Okay, because this is part of the story, okay. how we ended up getting the word ver- like oh, uh, vaccine. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so, she, yeah, she decided it was worth the risk. She managed to successfully inoculate her son while she was there, mm-hmm. but her daughter was too young. The family then returned to England where Wortley Montague's enthusiasm for inoculation was met with suspicion and strong resistance from the medical establishment. Of men. Hence, of men, yeah, pretty much. Or No, not pretty much, all, all men. men, only yes. men. No one else could be a doctor but men. When Mary, Lady Mary first came back, she didn't dare do anything to her daughter, but there was such a severe break, outbreak, sorry, but... There was such a severe outbreak in 1721, she thought she had to take action. She was going to lose the daughter. Right. You're like, you know, people were dropping. Yeah, yeah. And we all know what smallpox has done to humanity, like in the past. Mm -hmm. It's just wiped out. Smallpox, the the plague, black, all of it. Like it, yeah. So she then invited highly respected physicians and ladies of distinction around to witness young Mary's speedy recovery from the infection. One of the physicians who visited was so convinced he decided to inoculate his own son, which also went well. Young Mary soon became famous. Yes, she did. News reached Princess Caroline who was the Princess of Wales at the time, she took up the cause and eventually the royal children were inoculated. Word spread that it was a good thing to do. Wow. However, not everyone was convinced. No. The Whigs, that's W-H-I-G-S, yeah. and they were the British Reforming and Constitutional Party. Yeah. They were pro-inoculation. They were like, this is, a, this is brilliant. But the Tories, which are still around today, the Whigs are not around anymore, um, the Tories are the right-wing people, they were really against it. Mm. A lot of Tories wrote about how it was interfering with nature and it was dangerous. Mm. And it's funny because it is it's, it was all about nature, like herbalism and, It's exactly you know, all about nature. Yeah, homeopathy, yes. homeopathy is, is where vaccines, you know, clearly come yes. from. Yes, Like treats like. 
So it became very politicised. Sometimes people died from smallpox after the procedure, which had to be carried out very carefully to ensure only a small dose was administered. Often the gashes were too big. In Turkey, people knew they needed to self-isolate for a period of of time after the inoculation. But in England... The process was medicalised by ill-informed physicians, otherwise known as men. They pointlessly purged and bled their patients during the inoculation and then allowed people to walk around while they were infectious, unwittingly spreading the disease. There was a lot of misinformation. God, talk about mansplanation. Just take a really good idea and and don't do it how you're supposed to. Yeah, think you can do do it it better. I can do it better. Yeah, you can do it better. As and you know, back in those days, doctors were um, thought of as gods, so they didn't have. You remember that they didn't have to wash their hands because it was actually offensive to ask a doctor to wash their hands because they were godlike and there's no way that they could carry. That's why there were so many deaths in childbirth. So doctors would come from examining a cadaver where they performed an autopsy with the same hands go and deliver a baby. Oh, my Lord. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why there was soap. And asking physicians to wash their hands is such a recent thing. And I mean, it's, it, I mean, even now we're told to. I mean, it's such a simple hygienic practice that we have to have signs around the place telling us to wash our hands everywhere now. It, absolutely, and how weird much of a grot. <laughs> Annie and I had this conversation. We even this was even in last last week's episode. We watched maths and we were argued about the girl telling the guy who didn't wash his hands clearly didn't wash his hands. She when she asked to smell them, he refused. She goes, "You're a grot," and I could not agree more. It's one thing for me: you'd wash your fucking hands, uh, not with water, yes, with soap. I wasn't only saying because it. I think for me. For me. I lived with Tom. You remember my Tom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He hated washing his hands. He hated the feeling of it because he has, um, like, you know, a type of autism and the feeling of water on his hands, you know, he hated it, hated. But I used to to stand next to him with soap, with soap. Yeah. Because if I wasn't standing next to him, he wouldn't do it. And he just held his penis. Yeah. Look, I I don't think... I agree with you. People should wash their hands and that guy definitely should have washed his hands if he went to the bathroom. But her asking to smell his hands on national television was very patronising. Yes, and brilliant. Because you know what? That guy's going to wash his hands now for the rest of his life. Is he? Or is he not going to just to to say, fuck you, I won't wash my hands ever again? No, he's going to wash his hands. The shame's worked. Grot. Fucking grot. Anyway. anyway, where were we? That's how important washing hands is. That that we still have yeah. signs. Oh, it's pathetic, isn't it? A sign to tell you to wash your hands. Jesus. Oh, nearly forgot. I'll just wash my hands. Thanks for reminding me. Gee, I nearly oh. left this bathroom without washing my hands. Yeah, with my pubes still on them. Oh God. Anyway, what are you doing with your hands? as controversial. <laughs> 
As controversy mounted, Wortley Montague's reputation suffered and her argument that the inoculation process should not be medicalised was dismissed. One prominent physician, William Wagstaff, bemoaned the fact that a practice performed by a few ignorant women... women was adopted in the royal palace while Alexander Pope, who was a very good friend of Lord Lady Mary's, he wrote a venomous poem about her. They ended up kind of parting because of this particular oh. thing. He went with the males. Did he? And before that he was like really good friend of her and her family grew up with them and mm. it's a bit sad anyway. Mm. Um, he described her as poxed which it wouldn't be nice to be described as poxed. You've had smallpox, so you're poxed. Hey, poxy. Poxy. He knew people would know she was connected to smallpox, but by using the word pox, he was implying that she had syphilis. So that didn't help her reputation. Young Mary wrote that she remembers servants giving her dark looks. (laughs) Dark Dark looks. looks. Like is that and acting as if they were repulsed by her. That's Hmm? the side eye equivalent. Yeah, side eye. Um, they acted like they were repulsed by her when she visited aristocratic families with her mother to inoculate the household. When Edward Jenner invented the smallpox vaccine in 1796 by taking fluid mm. from a cowpox mm. vaccine and scratching it on the skin of a young boy, he was building on Wortley Montague's discovery. Willett said she brought a cure to the West and that cure was developed into what we now know, now think of as vaccination. Um, he decided to do that. This is this is not in the thing, but this is other stuff that I've read up on. So here's the difference between inoculation and vaccination. Mm-hmm. Vaccination is when it became medicalised. Right. So an inoculation is something that... Um, once I looked into it, it, it's being done still to this day, being done by tribes in okay. around the world in, right. in African countries. Yeah. Um, not tribes, even like um, women. Yeah. Women, you know, are, are doing it. It's like witch doctors; they are very into inoculation, right? But they do it with herbs and things like that. Yeah. Um, they'll do it with anything, but it's always opening a wound. I mean, sorry, opening the skin, making yeah, yeah. scratching your skin. But you've got to really know what you're doing. Vaccination is when it's been. A variolation is when you you use the particular thing that you want to get rid of. So smallpox, she used a bit of smallpox. Yeah. He used a bit of something. Um, he noticed that the bovine dairy maids, this guy, that mm. doctor that um, medicalised it, he noticed that all the dairy ladies mm. were – Never, ever sick. They just weren't sick because they were around bovines all the time. Right. And he was like, hmm. So these bovine, they, he used their sick, like sickness yeah. and put it in. So that was the difference, using something else, else. to treat, to, to treat against something. Right, yeah. right. So that's variolation. Um, right. Okay. As a child, he had himself been inoculated against smallpox by doctors following in Wortley Montague's footsteps. He went through the whole purging and bleeding process and had such a grim experience that I think he thought there has to be an easier way. And when he realised that dairy maids never got smallpox, mm. he made the leap 
Um, and thought of introducing cowpox pus into a scratch instead of smallpox pus. Ugh. So he hasn't been inoculated. So, I know. God, I hope you're not eating <laughs> your breakfast or your dinner. Yeah, especially custard. Oh! Um, if he hadn't been inoculated, then I don't think he would have gone on to think about vaccination. Mm. And unlike Wortley Montague, as an educated male physician... He could publish scientific papers about his can't. discovery and be taken seriously. And he was later went, what a smart man. He was later credited by Louis Pasteur as the discoverer of the first vaccine. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> so he, until now, has been... The discoverer of the first vaccine after being inoculated by the woman who invented the first vaccine. She died on I'm August 21. this table over. Seriously. I know. 1762, she died at her house in Great George Street and was buried in Grosvenor Chapel the very day after she died. Mm, um, I guess because they didn't have morgues and ice boxes and all fridges and things. But um, by the by, um, oh, wow. Lady Mary Wortley Montague was the actual, well, you know what? She wasn't the original vaccine inventor. The Women were around the world. The women have tried around to the, the world. West. Yeah, yes. That that's, I guess the word vaccine has changed because there's so many things in a vaccine, yeah. and that's the difference. Yeah. An inoculation mm. is pure; mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is using the actual disease that you are dying from. And the and the, the thought is that you you give yourself a little bit of it so you develop your own antibodies, yeah, to, antibodies. for it. Yes. Yes, herd immunity then mm. goes on too. Mm, mm, mm. So, um, oh, Lady Mary. <laughs> I just love that she was completely scratched from the history of it. Oh, yeah. Does it surprise you? I mean, you? I don't love that. That was sarcastic. Does it surprise Not you? Doesn't, it doesn't surprise me at all. And that's why we do Chickstree. It is. To bring these women the recognition that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Just, just 300 years later. I mean, look, better late than never, I say. And you know what? I've got photos of her. We'll pop them up on the Instagrams. She was gorgeous. I don't have photos of her. I've got paintings on her. <laughs> I've got an Instagram shot. I've got a, a filtered Instagram pic from TikTok that, um, oh, oh she man. looks really different <laughs> um, after I put that reality star filter on her with the lips. Gold dust. The gold dust filter. God, makes everyone just look brown and beautiful. Tan beach filter. <laughs> What's your favourite filter? Oh, my favourite filter? I don't have, yeah. I don't know. I don't really use them. I always go to the same one. It's shimmer. It's just lots of um, oh, yes, diamonds. Yes, sparkles. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, I don't really. It doesn't change me. I'm not a big it just, filter user. Although yesterday we... Um, at this beautiful beach we were at. Oh, by the way, just one, just Mary Montague, Lady Mary Montague, Lady Mary Wortley Montague. There we go. Amazing. Yeah. We salute you. Now, yesterday when, uh, let's get to the important stuff. Yesterday when, uh, yeah, so we were at the beach 
we did a little photo shoot because it was just Matt and I. And um, then later at the pub, we he said, oh, how do you, can you show me how you how people put filters on things? And I was like, he's at that age. Yeah, just show me how they do that. And I was like, okay. So I, I went to show him just like, you know, the Instagram filters and stuff. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I know how to do that. He's like, how do they make, how do people make like themselves not look like themselves anymore? And I was like, oh, I think that's like photo um, tune, no, face tune and, and um, face tune. there's one called photo something, I don't know. Um, I've got it. So I've had it. Out? I don't know. I've had it on my phone since I went to Bali with our stylist friend and he showed me what they use, like who, like the oh, yeah. you know, the Lara Bingles and stuff use. So um, so I showed him and I said, because I haven't used this app for a while and I got a photo of myself and I could make my legs longer, my torso longer, yeah. my boobs bigger. Every time I've ever used it, I've just ended up looking so bad yes. that I've given up immediately. And he was just in such shock and disbelief that this was happening. And he's like, so it's not real? And I'm like, none of it is real. None of it's real. None of the Kardashians are it's real. It's not real. None of it. There's no way you can compete with that. No. Do you remember, though, back in the day in the 70s, you get a, or in the 60s even, they would get a photo, a black and white photo, and they'd paint it? Would they? Yeah, yeah. My brother's got one, I think. Oh, where... I've got a, a painted photo of my dad. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So they'd paint it. Is that a filter? I think that's the OG of filters. <laughs> I think you're right. Good Imagine episode. Go, you make me a bit lighter, please. You make my skin a bit lighter. You paint me a bit lighter. A bit lighter. Yeah, good episode. Great Thanks for coming. episode. Hey. Who says that? Great oh. episode. You're going to the NGV now, aren't you? National Gallery of Victoria. I am going to the Triennial Exhibition. The Triennial. Oh, great. Excellent. And I'm going to get some art into me. When, are we still recording? No. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, we are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thanks for coming this week. <laughs> thanks yeah. for coming this week. We'll see you next week. See you well, next we week. You, you won't see us, but yeah, yeah. there'll be ears listen involved. To, you'll listen to us next week. Haven't seen you for ears and ears, but it's still nose. Hey, Jack. Are you still in the How's your back? Haven't Haven't seen you for ears ears and ears, ears. but I still still nose. Are you still in the army? Oh, (laughs) I never heard that. Do you still have your stamp collection? Are these just ones that I've yes. just added on? Yeah, you've just made so I can hit people. Right, I'm stopping now. Stamp on their feet. Yeah, stop now. Look at you. You've got to the end. So if you're still listening, I'm just going to give you a few little credity bits. Executive producers of this podcast is me, Evie Jones, and of course Annie Potatoes. But we've also got Sam Peterson. He's our producer, our editor, our wine boy, our whipping boy. He does everything. And he's also got a great podcast called Confessions of the Idiots. You know, if you all listen to us, we appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram at chickstreet underscore podcast. 
and you can email us at mychickstreet at gmail.com.